More black women are taking their healing into their own hands and creating safe spaces dedicated to wellness. I grew up admiring the black women in my life for their constant unwavering strength in a society that just wasn't built for them. Whenever I think of black women, there's one word that comes to mind, and that is strength. However, as I grew older and strive to persevere like my ancestors and role models, I realized just how much pressure it was to live in a constant state of survival mode. It was important to pause and reflect on the historical trauma in my community and heal instead of striving to be that superwoman. Although this strength is almost magical, black women are human and deserve time to process the trauma and the complexities in our communities and daily lives. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast. I'm Lynn Nicole, and today I'm joined by Denicia Hilton, who will share how she guides Black women to embrace, embody, and express their perfect authentic self at the perfect playground. Denicia Hilton, owner of Hilton Holistic Health and Wellness, is up next. Welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast, the place to be if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, or business leader wanting to take your business from good to great. Tune in as we speak with amazing thought leaders, CEOs, and business trailblazers about their journey, challenges, and successes. Here's your host and business innovation expert, Lynn Nicole. Hi, Denicia. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lynn. What up, what up? I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you're more excited than what I am because I have been waiting uh, for a moment for this conversation. So I'm just going to jump right in if you're cool with that. Yes, definitely. I don't know if you can like hear just how wide my smile is right now. It's like, <laughs> ooh, let's play. <laughs> let's play. Let's play in the playground. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So, so our listeners can have a little bit of a much better understanding because not everybody is aware or knows what this is, but what exactly is holistic healing? I love this question. And I think it's perfect to start out with because it sets the stage. Like it's one of those foundational layers, if you will, with all of us, right? So for me and the way that I use it is Holistic, I'm going to break it down into two words. So holistic being that it's actually taking a look at every aspect. It's the whole person. It's the spirit. It's the mind. It's the emotional. It's the physical body. And even more than that, it's the environment. And environments also could be the cultures. So is it the work environment slash culture? Is it the relationship environment slash culture? And those relationships, I mean, how many do we have? We have tons of relationships. Whether or not you really see them as relationships, they are. But it's like family relationships, romantic relationships, friend relationships, 
the I'm a black woman relationship, like the I'm an entrepreneur relationship. Like those, each of those types of relationships have their cultures. And so when you look at holistic, I look at the whole person, the whole being in the sense that in what ways is it that all of what I just described and the, the spirit, emotional, mental, physical, and the environment, how is it that those are playing a role into who I see, right? So they're playing, they each play a role, they play, a, they have a factor, right? And then the healing part, I intentionally use the form healing rather than heal or health. When you use heal or health, it implies finite. And when it's healing, it is a process. And you see that it's a journey, right? So when you put them together and there's the holistic healing, it is in what ways is it that throughout the process, the processing of what is happening mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, how is that offering insight? How is that inviting me to heal some aspect of myself more than likely the roots of many conditions, symptoms, diseases, illnesses is actually more so of an invitation of the spirit, the spirit's evolution, the soul. When people start asking those questions of like, why am I here? My purpose and, and whatnot. So it's beginning to see that in the healing, it's healing of what? Like people ask, well, what is it really? It will, it's not just healing of a cut. That is one way of healing, but it's even healing of the way that you might have grown into believing a certain aspect about yourself, whether that's growth or whether that's limitations, whether that's like, okay, well, yeah, for instance, my family, oh, fibroids just run in my family. And then how many say that so casually as if they own it? And there's other things that people say as if they own it right? Like, well, I'm black. This is just going to be hard as, as an entrepreneur. Okay. So that's a culture, collective thought that you bought into. So in what ways is it that you can actually paradoxically detach from that while still being who you are? And so then it's healing from those, that thought process. And then now seeing, whoa, what potential is there now that I'm free from only believing that I am going to have fibroids because I'm a black woman that's in this family. How freeing is that? So there's that part of it. And then there's the part of that healing, since it is active, is a journey. So my one of my sticks is like, pers- it's your personal healing journey, meaning that it's a journey. It's not a destination. When you realize that people can then free themselves from this pressure of this ultimate health. Really? Like that's a goal, like this ultimate health. Mm -hmm. Then there's so much weight and seriousness to try to achieve that, right? Whatever that is. And so then it's like you get tied up into what you see physically, but then you never did really take a lot of effort to put in to go deeper into that spiritual side of you to see how the mental emotional is playing a role. So when you see that it's playing a role, Actually, it comes to a point where it's like, uh, the physical is actually a manifestation of the mental, emotional, and the spiritual. Okay. Okay. So mainly it's dealing with the inner self more so than the physical attribute outside. Right. Okay. Got it. So when you say 
activating play for holistic healing. What do you actually mean with that? Okay, so I was already talking about how we, when you kind of have this finite goal, that's like ultimate health. This is me. I'm on my ultimate health journey and no more diabetes, no more menstrual cycle problems, like no more whatever, right? I already alluded to you take it so seriously and you end up like really being hard on yourself. So in ways that it is that we are actually wanting to love ourselves, we go into these places of restriction, like hardcore restriction. Like, no, I'm absolutely not doing that because it's going to aggravate X, Y, Z. And so then you lose enjoyment out of life, right? And so then you end up like, most just end up not loving what it is that they're doing. And so then when you're activating clay, it's two things that are happening. It's one, you realize like serious healing doesn't have to be so serious. So you really should just start seeing for play for what it is. When we play, so much is happening. But I've narrowed it down to like three things that I, I really push, which is one, you experience, okay? Like you experience it. That means that you're present. That means that you're right there with whatever activity it is, is that you're present there. And then like you go into this explore. So then this explore phase is you're going in wide-eyed open, like, wow, through this experience, what is it that I'm actually about to really learn here? I'm going to explore all these different potentials and these possibilities that could be there for me that I didn't even know existed. Because oftentimes people are making decisions out of the past. What does that mean if we're making decisions out of the past? Actually, out of the past, that was only one circumstance, one situation, and then that was it. Like, But that doesn't mean that that's the only way. So when you go and you explore, you're opening yourself up to these different possibilities, right? And then the next is that you evolve. That means that you're not going to be the same person. This is holistic healing. Healing is you're evolving, so how many times is it that we might go and do something and then you learn something about yourself? If you really are present with it and you really like integrate your experience, then you would actually see that, wow, you came out a different person. You're actually not the same person before you started that activity. So then here's an example like of playing, right? Is you could totally take a ball and then think that, okay, I'm just going to totally throw this ball. I'm going to play catch real quick with something or I'm going to throw it up against the wall. And then it seems so simple and it is, but then guess what happens? Like you realize like, holy guacamole, I have the strength to like throw this ball. I have this hand-eye coordination that's totally there. And like, not only am I throwing it, I'm catching it. Then you start realizing like, well, if I, especially if you're playing with somebody else, man, if I go up a little bit higher, that seems to be the side that angle, they can't handle as well. So if I'm really in competition, I might have a little advantage, right? Then, oh, that side is not the side that they react very well on. So then you start throwing it to that way. And even the wall, you might realize like you might've thrown the ball and then, wow, that was a different type of bounce back at that point than it was at another point. So then you start learning and seeing, holy guacamole, like you're totally responding to your environment. You're responding to what's happening right then and there. And you're learning literally like on the tip of your toes. You're right there learning and responding immediately. And you are gaining so much more confidence in that. And at the end of it, it's like, whoa, I didn't even know that I just 
could do all of that, that I could experience all of that. You're tapping into the, the creativity. Like that is creative to really take something and be like, oh, okay, I can do it this way or I could do it this other way. And then let me see what happens. You you took one step at a time. And so in your healing journey, in your holistic healing journey, that's exactly what it is that I'm inviting you to do is to take on, take it on as if it's an experience, being right then and there, be willing to explore, being open to potentials and possibilities that you may not have even considered or known to exist, and then to evolve. Healing means you have to evolve. If you cut yourself, there's an evolution that's there. Those cells they end up dying. Other ones are new. There's, that's an evolution. That's ultimately what it is. And then bringing and summing in all of that, the other definition of the play is that it's an acronym. It stands for the potential and learning about yourself, which is exactly what I just described. So like, <laughs> that is what it means to really like activate play in your whole healing journey. Hey, 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 this is Coach Harvey, and I'm excited about my new podcast. It's going to air every Tuesday at 4 p.m. The title of it is called The Healthy Side of Business. In this podcast, you're going to always learn about strong disciplines to build self-care habits. You're going to learn strong disciplines to maintain strong physical habits, and then you're going to learn how to transfer those new habits into a healthy business habit. So don't miss out. Be sure to join it every Tuesday at 4 p.m., the healthy side of business. Don't miss it. See you Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Stay safe and be well. Sounds wonderful. I think a lot of us could use some enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> You know, me included, okay? Now, how does your Eastern medicine background tie into what you're doing now in guiding these women? Yeah, so my background in Eastern medicine is, it's foundational. It's foundational in the sense that in practicing it, I really learned to look at people as a whole. I mean, that's what it is. It's seeing just how much it is that one's lifestyle is playing a role into what it is that you see. And then what happened was I took that and then just kind of like expanded and extrapolated it even more so in the, in the sense that it would really encompass like, oh, what do you mean by holistic? And how does that really show up? So in the spaces now like on the, the perfect playground and all of the experiences, what I've been able to do is you know, where it is, there might be like some confusion or some misunderstanding. Because as I said, it's the physical, like the physical is the manifestation of the others, like of the mental, emotional, and the spiritual. So being able to have studied in that medicine and then can further studying be in that medicine into other theories, modalities, teachings, and then also outside of that medicine and really seeing what all is playing a role. It's interesting because it's like Eastern medicine is thousands of years old. And that's just how it was that they would see people is like 
is what it is that they're seeing in the physical form, but then also asking about certain things. Like in what area, say, of China do you live? Oh, well, people in that area tend to get these sort of symptoms. Well, what is it about that area? Like, is it the soil it, that's in, like those nutrients going into that food? Like, then you realize like there's certain herbs that tend to grow in that area that, oh, they take those herbs and they feel better because it's mirrored in their environment. Or it's like, what kind of jobs is it that you're doing? Oh, you're seeing this back pain. Oh, but you're going, you're bending up and down that way because you're working on a farm. It's all of those things that they connected. Like they saw this connection, whereas what most are used to here is everything separated. Like we live these separate lives. You're, we're always sitting there saying like, oh, keep your work separate from your personal life and keep this friend set over separate from that. And then what I feel like is that that creates this inner division when actually we at our core want to be together. And that's where the perfect comes from, where you are perfect, you're whole and complete. When you have those gaps there, thinking that you are not perfect and thinking that you are fragmented, guess what? Those gaps then tend to create these vulnerable spaces to be filled in with other people's thoughts, other people's belief systems and whatnot that you then, just because you're trying to fill those gaps, take on. Mm -hmm. So then in what ways is it that we can consciously fill in those gaps, consciously grow into seeing that we're whole and complete. And that like in the medicine itself is, you know, you have these organ systems is when you see that you as a whole system, you're a whole system. If something is happening, we're seeing something that's not quite functioning well, we ask, huh, it's, we're seeing this as this symptom, but why is it there? Like, who is it out of the whole organ system is actually saying something's not quite harmonized here. Who needs support? And, and so you realize like, wow, you're actually all of these put together. And it's just a matter of seeing in which ways is it that those pieces and their responsibility to the whole may not be functioning as well. Or I see it as like, oh, it's doing the best that it can. And it just happens to be really uncomfortable right now. Like, <laughs> you know, like, to see it from that way. So, I mean, to really bring in that holistic aspect and and what all plays a role into the spaces now is there. And I mean, you know, women come in with different things. They're like, if, if it's going to be a physical thing, my background's really in reproductive medicine. So a lot of them do have questions about, nobody seems to know where fibroids come from, you know, like, but we have them or the menstrual pain and that's there. Or they have the digestive issues, they have the anxiety, they have the depression, like all of the physical stuff that catches their attention. And I call it that because oftentimes that's the easiest to for people to want to tackle, if you will. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll get rid of the headache, you know. Well, it's the headache that's every day or the headache that's around a certain time that, that makes you then question what's behind it. So that's how I bring in that expertise and that knowledge. And then all these other things too come play a role into helping her begin to see the connections that are there, the connections that are within, the connections that are outside that are actually really offering her huge opportunities to really grow and evolve in her own personal journey and her spirit. Makes sense. Okay. You're listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast. We'll be right back after this break. 
Have you heard about the new Black Business Directory? Welcome to Click Urban. Here, you can find hundreds of businesses owned by us. Whatever business professional you're looking for, they're right here. And the best part is, membership is absolutely free. Just go to www.theclickurban.com, sign up for a free account, create your free listing, and boom, you're done. Begin surfing the largest black business directory online and be seen by hundreds of customers and clients all in one place. Get exposure on all of the major search engines, including Google. Our innovative platform includes search engine optimization that will make your listing easy to find. This is the hottest new business directory created for us by us. Join today. Go to www.theclickurban.com. And now, back to Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast with Lynn Nicole. So as a woman, what mindset do I need to be in for this to work for me? Okay, so one of the things that I like, I've been grappling with this lately because I mean, it's, I've heard it so many times. And I will answer your question, but it's a two-part answer. First part is, I would begin to see it as mind shifting. I'm all about ings, as you can tell. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The ings is, is action. When there's mindset, it implies that you're just going to change it, and then that's it. So then all of a sudden, say later on, you might realize like, oh, you learned something different through your experience because you experienced, you explored, you evolved, right? So then now all of a sudden you're like, well, I kind of don't feel like that anymore. But then people don't change. Like they don't want to change. Why? Because they're like, no, I said this and I believed in this, you know, I'm sticking with it. And it's like, okay, but that's totally not internally what you're desiring. So there's this stagnation that can actually create an environment for illness just set in. So when you realize that it's mind shifting, it's understanding then this is my second part, that it's freedom. It's freedom. It's realizing your freedom in that you accept evolution and the grace that you will evolve. And during that process, you're going to uncover so many different parts. We're multiple layers. We're so deep. And as women, there's so much that we do that we can experience. And I feel like as carriers of other beings, We really influence the way that the populations are, the way that our countries are, is through us. And so when you can acknowledge that there's that power that's there and then offer yourself that like, ooh, yeah, it's more than mind shifting. This is like being shifting. Very well stated. Very well stated. Okay. Well, what if any transformation have you seen happen for the women who have adopted play as part of their usual regimen. Okay, so transformations. Oh boy, let me see. <laughs> I'm gonna see like how I can see this, and because there's many. Since I just mentioned this, the freedom is a big thing. It's a freedom from realizing just how much you might have unconsciously believed in what other cultures have spoke over you, and then real coming to that awareness. Like that's another thing. It's this increased awareness of how that those things have played a role in their life. And then out of that awareness, moving into, okay, well, now I can really make some some choices here. I call them more conscious choices. Then it's like, but it's scary. 
because mind you, we had already had these going on in our life. A lot of the programming happens between zero ages zero to seven, right? And then we just let it go and let it ride. Biologically, that's what our brains seek to do is it wants to just go ahead and make something a habit as quickly as possible. So that way it doesn't have to think as hard. And so then when things come up, it just rolls with it, right? And so when they realize like, oh my gosh, there's this freedom here. I can, this, oh, this is enlightening that this is what I've been living under. This is a construct I've been living under. And then she's like, but now I have this freedom of choice, but like, what is it? Like, <laughs> where, what is that gonna be, right? And so then that's when the fun happens. That's when there's a lot of magic that can happen because possibilities and potential, like potential and learning about yourself, right? Play. Then it's like, that's when you start to, as I'm guiding, you start to hear, you start to see little inklings of, I kind of wanted this, like this is what it's sorry. And then all of a sudden it'll immediately follow up with why she can't. And then it's like, okay, now I see and I'm like, you see that it's there. Like, this is the beauty of it is that your desires and your, your spirit is speaking to you all the time. It's just that it's a little bit quieter. And so then by me being able to help hear it and mirror it and to connect it, then all of a sudden I can allow that, like I can create that space for her to allow, I should say, that voice to speak a little bit louder. And then she starts to see like, oh, but is this possible? Yes, it's possible. Okay, so then if it's possible, then in what ways can we do that? And then, you know, start going. Now we're taking it into the tangible side. So then it's walking through that. This is totally possible to do it. And then how I know that process is working is, and this actually just came up in in our membership group, playgroup consulting the other day, is that one of the members remarked how something that she learned in a workshop, she was like, at that time, it was, like going through the experience at that time, there was one scenario that she could think of. But then she says she's actually since then realized how there would be all these other scenarios that came up. And then she said it was effortless to apply what it is that she learned. And I'm like, yes, this is beautiful. (laughs) Because my role is to help you see that it's there. You already have it. It's just unlocking it and allowing it to flow with ease. So then you're not like as moved or as shaken by, you know, when certain um, scenarios and situations pop up. Because if you learn the root lesson, then the package, no matter what package it comes in, the root lesson is there. That root like ability, that confidence. I love seeing the confidence that comes out. Like, oh, MG. Like when they didn't think that they could achieve something achieve something as like actually communicate their feelings with someone or even down to, I was told I couldn't even have a baby and I'm pregnant to, you know, it's so many different ways in which case that we may not think that we can achieve something or do something. And it's like a little desire that's there, but then it's seeing, you know, the impact of the other, of the other thought processes. And so that's why I like this spaces. I, I create these spaces where it is just, as you said, in the beginning, it's the authentic self. This is a safe space, like non-judgmental space. The authentic self wants to express itself and it's going to express itself. It's just what's going to be the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it starts young, that we speak when spoken to. We don't, you know, it's not good for us to really a voice our, well, voice our opinions. It's like, you know, just sit down, be quiet and you'll be fine. 
yeah. versus dealing with the situations that are, I should say, challenges that are happening. So we learn to put that in a box and block it out. And then yeah. we carry it along with us all these years fast forward. And we're stuck with, why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel stuck? Why can't I handle this situation? So the thought that you are giving the opportunity for us as Black women to open those doors and feel comfortable enough to express, and again, be authentic and transparent without any judgment is a wonderful thing. So I definitely thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So is there a difference between self-care and play and or holistic healing? Is there a difference? Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) I don't think there's a difference at all. I actually think they all play well together, um, pun intended. Um, (laughs) Yeah, self-care to me is, yes, looking at the self, but seeing beyond even, like care is an action. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. It's an action, right? So out of the action though, at the basis of it is love. And this came up the other day too, um, while on a panel and somebody had asked, how do you know if you love yourself? And I ended up rephrasing and inviting her to look at it from a different perspective, which is every day, whenever you can, and you know, you might have set a timer throughout the day is asking more of like, how am I loving myself? And so care, self-care to me is literally the action part of that. It's caring. It's offering yourself space. It's offering yourself things that fill you, that add value to you. Even some people think that, you know, like I got to go and absolutely have to go and do this, like scheduling a massage or going to get nails done or going to hang out with your friends, restaurants and stuff like that. And I think that's why even as we're like recording this and we're still in the midst of whatever is happening with the pandemic right now. I think that's why so many actually might have struggled when shutdowns were happening because things that they deemed as self-care included a lot of going out and being in, you know, salons, being in nail places, being in restaurants, being, you know, in those social environments. And they said, that's a part of my self-care. And I think that during the pandemic, it actually offered you a time to really see, really, what is it that the self actually does want? Mm-hmm. Different perspective. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, so when you look at holistic healing, it's in that aspect. Like, you couldn't do some of the stuff to change the physical attributes of yourself. You couldn't do anything like that during that time, at least like, you know, going out and paying someone else to do it. I know some started doing it at home themselves. But even then, I would even say, like, growing your hair out where your natural color started coming in, that actually is a form of self care. It's actually seeing yourself for yourself. Mm-hmm. And many did have a, had a hard time about it. Many were really thinking about like, how are they going to be viewed on these Zoom calls now with people? <laughs> and what I saw then, there was that, that fear in the very beginning. And then as some stuck through it, then they got to see too, wow, like people are starting to actually see me for me. They didn't have to put on all the makeup they realized. They realized they didn't even have to change much of their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> or their their hair or anything. And I feel like that is self-care. Okay. Like that's seeing you for you holistically. The playing part is experimenting along the way, trying different things, 
right? Especially when others weren't available. But yeah, I think that that would be long-winded, but that's my perspective on it. <laughs> Definitely not long-winded. Now, how are you actually practicing or applying self-care into your own life at this current time? Okay, so let's see here. I will say it's been a little bit tricky because they're also in the middle of planning a, a wedding. And well, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> didn't know if that was actually going to happen because of um, the pandemic. <laughs> It's like, as far as in the way that we, we were thinking or trying to do, and it's not actually, but it is, I will say, coming more closely to what it was that I originally wanted. <clears throat> so for me, it's having to like really sit and assess where my energy is going. And like right now we're talking, but I totally have something that my hands are playing with. I'm literally playing, but it's also helping. It's like tapping into another part of my brain so that this to me could be even more like a fulfilling type of flavorization, if you will. Um, I picked up some new books that are like more activity-based books. I'm so excited to go dig into those. On my desk, I have my little, (laughs) my little stuffed animal that sometimes I'm like, if I just want to hug, like, I'll go and play it and then I might hug myself actually or like, or if or if my fiance is around then I'm like that's the cue and then it like sings this little song like I love big hugs and I cannot lie. Yes. <laughs> so it's like I, I still do that. Um another part actually practicing this now as well is actually like looking in the mirror and really looking in the mirror and looking really deep with like in my eyes and just being like, yeah, I love you. You know, even grab my belly. I might even shake it and be like, thank you. You know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I agree with that. I think that's good that you can look in the mirror and stand there. You can stand there nude or with your undies on, I guess, and look at yourself and learn to love every part of yourself. Because yes. it's you and yeah. you're beautiful no matter what. Yes. You know what else too? If that, I'll say, if that's a little bit too much, because I realize that some people when that exercise is given, they're like, what do you mean? And they get really <laughs> scared about it. Here's an intro, an intro step. We we shower, right? We bathe and your frequency, your choice. Um, but, but when you do it, <laughs> as you're doing it, I actually invite you to be more conscious in the process. Like don't go into the shower or the bath just being like, okay, I'm just going to rub and then put my body wash on. But actually take your time and then really like rub and touch your foot. And then actually think of something that you're going to thank your foot for doing. And it could be like the bones of the foot. It could be the muscle of the foot. It could be the whole foot itself, right? And then each part that you begin to like really bathe then you start really thanking it like you can say this out loud thank you leg for holding me up as I stood in line at this grocery store or just (laughs) thank you leg you know for walking me today like whatever it is like body part by body part start thanking it aloud because then that'll help you begin to appreciate yourself appreciate the bodies appreciate that physical form and allowing it like it's creating a relationship with that it that it becomes more ac- 
active actually, rather than the passive way that most of us tend to live in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you, you do it, you got to tell me about it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Denicia, I touched my foot today. <laughs> <laughs> but what did your foot do for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my goodness. Um you you, you knocked me off track there. Because <laughs> we're playing. I you love got it. <laughs> now, do you think self-care means something different for men and women? No, I don't think so, actually. No. No, because if it's a self, like it's if it's an inner authentic self that I go by. It's actually kind of stripped of the physical form because it is the spirit. It's basically filling and adding value to that spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think now in the ways that you add, like you add the self-care, like the, the tangibles. Yeah, I think the whole concept is pretty much very similar Good. if you see it from that perspective. Okay. You're listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, my name is Kenan. Check out my new book, Empress of Coils, a story about me. It's a book for the girls with tight curls. Come with me on a journey into knowledge, self-discovery, history, self-awareness, and confidence. Available right now on Amazon, Walmart, and Barnes & Noble. Get your copy today, and I'm sure you will not be disappointed. And now, back to Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast with Lynn Nicole. Now, why take a holistic approach to helping Black women? And what makes your work different from your competitors that are um, doing the same thing, uh, creating healing spaces for us. Why you want to take the holistic approach is because uh, Black women have been torn apart for too long. Torn apart in the sense that it's seeing yourself as fragmented, seeing yourself as hurt, seeing yourself as these vulnerable populations that need all this extra care and help. And you're going to get, you know, these health conditions way more than others torn apart in that your families were torn apart in slave times. Your families are actually being torn apart now in modern times, whether that's Black women are working more hours and therefore they're not really at home uh, with their families and the way that they're desiring to be. So actually it's the same concept, it just looks different. So when you look at the holistic perspective of it, I'm actually inviting you now to see that you're not in need of repair. You're not broken, okay? And that's a lot of languaging that's within the Black community and Black women's community. And it's like, I feel it in my body right now because it's heavy. Yeah. It's really, it's really heavy when you do hear this, like, I'm broke. I'm this. We broke. Like, oh, you are, you know? A lot of the other types of languages, languaging, sometimes I even have to have people to explain it to me, um, actually. It's really quite interesting because I'm like, I don't quite understand this. So I have to have somebody explain it to me. But what, what is it that they were talking about like the, with the face, like putting on their makeup? on their, Instead of just saying that they applied makeup, it was like, oh gosh, what was it? I don't want to say slap or slayed is one thing. 
but there, no, there is a specific term. Doggone it. I, <laughs> I have to look it up because, because the term, when I heard it, I was like, whoa, why are we doing that to our faces? Mm-hmm. And so I just say that to just like be very mindful of the languaging. Sometimes I feel like the languaging is what hurts because because then you're starting to try to connect. Like that's how you're connecting with others, right? Because we're communal. So then that's when you, if you're like, okay, I want to be, I want to be looked at holistically. That means then that you just got to be around other people that look at you holistically, that look at you non-judgmentally, that accept you for who you are, right? And so you just got to surround, begin to surround yourself with that. Begin to surround yourself with people that are going to offer those, the languaging that supports you, the languaging that does add value to you. And that does not continue to make you believe or have you feeling like you're irreparable Mm -hmm. and that it's always hard for black women. Stop saying that. Because as long as you keep saying that, that's what it's going to be. And no, this is like a very fine line. I am not saying that it's not hard. But what I am saying is, can you at least offer and be open to the possibility that things can come at ease and with ease? And so it's, it's seeing it from that perspective, like how, and I'd like to say too, that, you know, for black women, there's a, there's a lot of things like the thing is, is I'm not going to sit here and say, well, because I'm a woman who's black that I understand every plight. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't. But that is also why I enjoy opening the spaces because the conversations can be had and then the space is there. So then I can understand more. I can learn more about where, what your journey is like. Mm-hmm. And then how has that played a role? Are there common themes between each of us? Yes, but that doesn't mean it's for everyone, right? Or that everyone has had the same thing. So I, I do see it like, you know, in that regard. And so what I do promise though, is that you come as you are. Like, then I welcome it. That's it. That's what I promise. And I also promise that I will literally be able to help you see possibilities where you may not have seen them. Mm -hmm. And if I can guide you into attaining that, then that's exactly what it is that I'll do. As far as difference in competitors, I don't know necessarily there's anybody that's like got this whole playground thing going on. Um, (laughs) So I'll look at like other wellness people, professionals and whatnot. I would think that my way is different because it's me. It's my glitter. I realize and I have totally acknowledged like what's happening naturally for me is this ability to connect things in ways that just didn't seem like they were connected. But it's not even just the connections. It's actually the connection is the avenue for others to see their potential. Mm. And just literally that potential that they didn't even know that they had. And so to be able to kind of like in this space... It's like, oh, there's great potential and possibility that's here. I may not see how it's going to get there, but I know that at least in this space, I have something that's going to help me along in that journey. Okay. Now, would you say self-care plays a huge role in taking care of one's mental health? Definitely. So if we go by, you know, what I was saying with the self-care thing being an action, an action of self-love and loving, actually self-loving then your the mental is all tied together. Holistically, you're all tied together. Whatever you do mentally will affect the emotion. Whatever you do mentally will affect the physical. Whatever you do mentally will affect the spiritual. You impact any one of those, it will impact the others. Why? Because you are an interweb. That is like your intranet. 
are, are those. <laughs> so like, you know, if you go in with one, then it'll impact the others. And so that's why too, like, as I end up like working with women and guiding them in different ways, then oftentimes you can kind of see which way might be one of the easiest ways to go in. We go in that way, but we're impacting all of the others. And then I feel like when you do that, it actually kind of helps where there might be walls up that are because she's guarding or being protective of herself. And that's cool. And so it gives some time by going through any of the other avenues for that to be able to open up and then to be able to go in through a different direction. So self-care in an active form of self-loving for sure will affect the way that you, the mental, which is ultimately the way that you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are you able to, for our listeners, break down the perfect playground, the segments, how it is broken down? What are the classes or are you calling them programs that you are offering within the perfect playground. So the perfect playground, if you can take a little journey with me. Um, (laughs) I want to. (laughs) So so if you think about it, right? Like this is so funny because I I call it a playground and one day I wonder if this will actually come into fruition and in the physical form. But like, think about it as if it's almost like a theme park. And in the theme parks, you go in and you're like, welcomed. They don't even care what you look like. You know, it's just like, come on in as long as you got your ticket. Right. And so, mm-hmm. like, and so, but once you step in, it's like, whoa, it's literally a different almost reality. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on this perfect playground, you're stepping into a space where it's open and you're welcome. The ticket is that you are in agreement that you're going to be open yourself to the possibilities, to the potential about yourself. You're going in with a curiosity. So then even then you think about uh, kids on playgrounds, if you really look and you pay attention to them, they're so present. They don't really, they're not thinking about what's outside of them at all. They're so present. And they are trying to figure out how to climb certain things, how to like push certain things. Well, if I push my friend this hard, what happens? Like they're such in that experimental and exploration. And then they see that, oh, this didn't work. And so then I'm going to try it this way. And, you know, like that's all part of evolving. So everything that I explained earlier with the experience, the explore they evolve, it's all right there in the in the perfect playground. Why is it perfect? It's perfect because it's whole and complete. It's that you are whole and complete. The perfect playground is pretty much anywhere. So to me, and one aspect of this playground is opportunities such as this, where I get to actually talk about it. I get to open up the spaces for these women to begin to see themselves differently, to see their life differently, to see their healing differently, right? So really, Lynn, you didn't know it, but you are a part of the perfect playground. Mm-hmm. And so, awesome. Do I get a badge? <laughs> but like, I should create those. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, so, I should do that for all the hosts that have invited me on. That'd be Oh, that'd be cool. Um, so, so I'm writing that down, actually. <laughs> Badges. Uh, what is that going to look like? I got to sit with that and see. This is going to be great. So like, <laughs> so that is the playground is the space. 
And so then you think about like this theme park, right? Like they have their show schedules and Mm -hmm. you can go and do this and that. So the experiences, what I have, and so these experiences that I've created uh, range from the Unslumber Party, which is a Richard Day retreat, originally designed to be in person and then pandemic. So they're online right now. And <laughs> we'll see when we could actually do one like in live and in color. Okay. Um, but I really do, uh, do see one actually like happening hopefully next year, like a mega one. And so with those Unslumber Parties, their day retreats where literally I take a theme, a concept, and then we just spend some time exploring into it from different avenues. We play everything. The reason why they're called experiences is because everything that I do, you are going to experience something. There is an experience. It's you're you're actively doing something. And then you're learning from that. We go through the integration process right then and there. Why do I do that? Is because I'm actually kind of bypassing the brain a bit. I'm bypassing your inclination to give me reasons why you can't. And instead I, we just start playing and then I get to show you that you, there's no room for, I can't cause you already did. Got it. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so the Unslumber Party Day Retreat is one of those experiences. Another is the, with the membership is the recreation center. Uh, so it's the recreation center cause we are all creative beings. And so in which ways is it and your holistic healing, cause it's a process. Are you creating and you're just creating over and over and over again. And so what is it that uh, in your well-being that you'd like to create? And so there's that as a membership. And then the play group mentorship is uh, the group mentorship. And then you're going through that whole process of just going through some of the common concepts that you can use and those tools that you can use. It's, it's more intense because like with the, the membership, it's monthly things that we'll do. And then with the group mentorship, you know, it's, it's meeting more frequently and then actually me walking through where you're doing those experiences and then you're integrating it and then I'm facilitating all of that through the process so that you are able to use those in your everyday life. Just like I described earlier for one of the members who realized that she took some, she could just take things and it just happened so effortlessly for her to be able to use it in a much more healthy way in her life. Fabulous. Now, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? Uh, is actually to take advantage of free membership, free one month trial membership to the recreation center. If your interest is peaked enough into the way, like what I was talking about and being like, Ooh, that's a totally different way. And then you're just a little bit like, but I'm not quite sure how to do that. Like where to get there. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's the thing. I feel like, you know, if we're talking about self-care and stuff for black women, it's being able to open yourself up to receive even when others are giving. There is a level of discernment as well. So you would have to assess if that would add value to you in your life and where you're at. Just know that it is available to you to claim the free one month trial and come play with us and check it out. And then, you know, just continue on with your membership if that's where you're at. And just know that it's always there welcoming you at whatever phase it is that you're at in your um, healing journey, because that's just what it is. The only prerequisite is that you really do agree with coming in to <laughs> to play. <laughs> and you'll even see on the webpage, there's some other agreements that you'd have to agree with to recreate. And I spell those out for you too. Okay. So how can our listeners connect with you and find you? 
Yes. Yeah, so um, my website is my playground. <laughs> Host of my playground is DeniciaHilton.com. Um, it's D-E-N-I-C-E-A, then Hilton.com. Uh, so please check me out there and you can contact me um, through the website. You can send a voicemail over, email me, message me. Uh, and then also if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, those tend to be the social media outlets right now that I'm more active in. And uh, Denicia Hilton is the handle for each of those. Um, if you're wanting to jump in on the free trial, like definitely do that. It's deniciahilton.com slash free trial. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I will be looking into the free membership because there is nothing wrong with it, honey, to try it out, to see, because it just might work for me. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Did, did that just flow? Did that just flow off your tongue like that? Or did you pre-plan it? You know, sometimes you don't pre-plan, honey. You just do. <laughs> I love that. Hope we do get to see you again. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast, now airing twice a week on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all national platforms, as well as on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Cali.fm. Interested in becoming a guest or a sponsor on the show? Contact me directly on our website at www. Dot jmmbobpodcast.com. And as always, please share, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast platform you do use. I really appreciate your feedback and support. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. See you next episode. been listening to the Just Mind in My Black Owned Business with Lynn Nicole podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like more information on any of our stories or would like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website at theclickurban.com to contact us. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.